0: You are listening to Natural Born Alchemist. Welcome to episode number 162 of the Natural Born Alchemist podcast. My name is Alex and I'll be your host. In this episode I'm joined by author Rob Moore. Rob has written the book The Consciousness Papers, which is a twice-daily meditation. According to the author, this book is not an ordinary book. It is derived from beyond the cognitive mind and connects with the more elevated aspects of yourself. We will discuss his book Meditation, Suffering from Addiction and many other things. So thanks for being on the podcast.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Can you inform the listeners a bit about uh, who you are and uh, what you do?
1: Well, I I just uh did a post not too long ago stating that um uh, one of uh, I'm not a fan of the term guru because that's uh, that is not what I even remotely think of myself as. Um I am a guy who has had some really profound experiences in this life due to uh, a keen focus on uh, meditation and uh, coming into the moment and, uh, you know, as a result of that, achieving uh, higher and higher levels of uh, connection to what's beyond the physical. So, you know, as a result of all those things, it has uh, led me to some really... Uh, profound experiences and understandings that, um, you know, that just aren't incorporated in everyday physical world life. Um, so uh, with the consciousness papers, I brought forward uh, some of the uh, most fundamental um Ideas that uh, were brought to me in, in a meditative state, and uh, they are, they've proven in my personal life over uh, over living uh, over ten years of living what I'm I'm uh, providing in this book. Uh, you know, it has proven to really um, streamline the way I do everything. Um, by by offering, you know what 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 the Consciousness Papers is basically bringing us to uh, is is the getting into the habit. I don't like the word habit, but uh, into the action of, of offering what we are doing to uh, these levels of of ourselves that are far beyond the physical, because that's what can see clearly uh what what's ahead I mean it can, uh, these levels of of our consciousness that exists far beyond the physical just have understandings that we just can't you know with this brain, and it has certainly uh streamlined uh, the way things work for me and uh, uh how smoothly things flow and um, how efficiently they happen so uh, it's these ideas that, uh, that this book is bringing forward.
0: What was it that started your, uh, work with meditation I and mean, did you just start doing it one day or was there something that happened?
1: Um, th- the, the timeline for me was that in, um, you know, I, like any, like any teenager or or most, most teenagers and, uh, most college uh, age people, you know, I drank and partied and I, from the get go, I mean, from the get go, I mean, in high school, even, even before high school, I blacked out, I was a blackout drinker. And so, uh, it was, uh, it was in 1989, you know, I had just I had just started my first job out of college and I crashed and burned uh, badly in the car. Um, and so that led me to it was mandatory AA, which I didn't want to go to. But um, as a result of uh, of that, I stayed and saw that I preferred that to go. Uh, being blacked out in a ditch somewhere. Um, so I stuck with that and I was rapidly connected with, uh, individuals that, I mean, a number of people that, uh, really just took me by the hand and, and, uh, introduced me to, uh, Louise Hay, uh, the love yourself, uh, pioneer, um, and self-realization fellowship and, um, Course in Miracles. And so, you know, as a result of all of this, I I began the practice of, of meditating, of coming into the moment. And the more and more that I did it, um, and, and really, you know, really with keen, intense help from the Course in Miracles, uh, because it was that working the Course in Miracles really changed my the way I perceived the life I was living. And so, you know, with a lot of influence from the Course in Miracles um, and and meditation, I came into, you know, truly profound, uh, you know, the profound instant where, you know, whereas, uh, you know, it, it would have, it, it would probably take, Without The Course of Miracles, it would have taken me many, many, many years uh, to, to get to that point. So anyway, all of these converging um, sources uh, just led to – it was actually, to be honest, it was so many, so many kinds of input that I sort of like wound up in the one instant because there was nowhere else to go. There was so much – my brain didn't know what to do with everything. Um, so um, – you know, it, it would it would take many years to sort out uh, how I how I perceived what each source of enlightenment was saying. But um, you know, it was sort of sort of uh, they just served as a catalyst to sort of shove me <laughs> to shove me into the one instance. So as a result of that, I began having uh, uh, profound. Uh, you know, I, I, I would get profound answers, uh, vis- visually, through visual perception that proved that, you know, that would prove accurate over time. I, it would take maybe months for what I, what I had perceived to be shown to have some validity, but, uh, it always ultimately did. And then in, in, in 2006, I mean, this is what it says on the back cover of the book in, in 2006, at, you know, all of, all of this that I had achieved that I, everything that I've said to this point, I was still smoking cigarettes. And, uh, in 2006, um, I had, I was having visual perceptions of a guide that wanted to talk to me, but I couldn't understand what I just, I couldn't, I couldn't hear him. I couldn't understand what he was saying. And it was frustrating both of us. Um, and, there was something, a, a major step that I had to take. You know, all, all I knew was there was a major step that I had to take and the door would open and I could understand what he was saying. And anyway, long winding story short, it turned out that uh, smoking all these years was the thing that I was ripe and ready to walk away from. Uh, which, uh, you know, I, ne- I thought I might never do because I absolutely loved it. But anyway, when I when I finally once and for all uh, walked away from smoking cigarettes, uh, it, it wasn't even I, it wasn't even three weeks uh, till I was perceiving uh, the words uh, that was being said to me. And this this is what is presented in in the consciousness papers uh, page after page after page um, so you know, the, this is the, thats sort of the road I traveled to get to this place.
0: What was the course of miracles that you mentioned?
1: The course in miracles is—is is a. If if anyone is not familiar with it, uh, it was scribed in the. It, it was it was taken down exactly like the consciousness papers was, um, a. If I'm if I don't if I have my facts correct, it was an atheist Jewish woman <laughs> was supposedly uh, channeling the voice of Jesus. I mean, it was it was supposedly the second. This was supposedly the second coming of Christ, except it was it was not in body form because uh, because of the th- this is. Uh, it had to be a consciousness thing. It had to be a consciousness thing and not a literal thing. And this was the way it happened. So anyway, she did not, you know, she did not believe any of this stuff that she was taking down, but she just took it down because it wouldn't, it it was the only way to stop the voice. My experience wasn't quite like that. Um, But anyway, I mean, you know, the course of miracles is thick. I mean, it, it, who it is, uh, you know, onion skin pages that go on and on and on and on. So this woman in conjunction with someone else, uh, you know, compiled all this information. And, you know, it, it took root um, because it is, it is ultimate truth. I mean, it is, it is really, you know, the height of ultimate truth, page after page, idea after idea. The only thing that is different. Uh you know, the what what my book, The Consciousness Papers, brings that is different from uh A Course in Miracles is that things like sex are not alluded to in the Course in Miracles. I mean that it talks about the special relationship, which is talking about uh couples and marriage and and people who are living their lives together as opposed to in solitude uh, but it really doesn't go into sex and it really doesn't uh, go into you know it 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 refers to creating situations and, and ambitions as magic. Um, and the consciousness papers it is, it's, it's as if it is as if those concepts have, it's as if our, our consciousness has expanded enough that we can incorporate sex and be, you know, into our lives and be fully connected. We can incorporate uh, creation of things and be fully connected. Whereas in the in the 70s, when the Course in Miracles was scribed, it was still too confusing. It was still too confusing to bring those elements into into the discussion of being one with God. Um, so uh, what, I, what I have brought here, it, it represents a, an expanding of consciousness where, where those things don't, you know, an arm does not need to be held up to those things anymore. Um, so that's, that's kind of what A Course in Miracles is and how my work compares to it.
0: Based on my own experiences, I found that when you have an addiction, whatever it is, it's very hard to quit. Uh, You're always trying to like avoid it or uh, distract yourself and, uh, you know, you fall back into your old ways and you fail a lot when you do that. And I discovered that uh, during the times when I've decided that I don't want to anymore, it's very easy to stop. So I was wondering like in your experience with AA, is it are they trying to make people there you know want to stop or because it's very it's easier to stop if you want to than if you you know logically you should that's not the same thing
1: yes Um. okay I'll, to answer your question I want to mention that the companion book that I brought along with the consciousness papers is called select wisdom and and I bring key ideas one page at a time, you know just one bold key idea that for me was proving you know most most pertinent to understanding this. And I in, in order for me to understand it clearly, I needed to see it on its own, uh, you know on it just without anything around it. That just really helped me absorb it. So the very first the very first entry in, select wisdom is from the very first section in the consciousness papers. And that is just do what you want. That's it. What is it? Just do what you, whatever the, the, the effect it just do what you want. Just do what you need. Just be, just be what you want. Just be what you need. Just be that's, that's it. Um, just be what you want. Just be what you need. Just be. And, that idea is that that really, you know, contrary to so much stuff that I took down uh, from this experience, you know, I wasn't getting it when I took it down. But that was one thing that spoke to me from the get go, because in my in in my days in AA, which, by the way, I gave myself 100 percent to I mean 100. Hundred percent, I gave myself to that program, and it, it is why I'm I'm where I am right now. It's just my path led to a a different vista over here. But one of the things that pained me so so deeply was seeing people there that were just simply not done drinking. They just weren't done. They, they were not convinced in any way, shape, or form that it still wasn't fun. Uh, for me, I I was tired of, of waking up, not knowing where I was, um, crashing the car. I was crashing the car every single freaking time I went out. I was tired. I, I didn't know what I, – I didn't want to sit in a room the rest of my life, but I knew that I didn't want to drink anymore because I was tired of that those consequences, uh, just sick of it. And seeing people that still thought drinking was actually really where it was at and really the fun thing to be doing and really in their heart of hearts what they wanted to be doing and trying to put together three days, I mean, for three years, oh my God, I was just like, would you just go do what you have to do and come back when you really want to be here. I didn't say that to anybody. <laughs> but, you know, it just it just really tore my heart out seeing people trying to conform to a box they weren't ready to get in yet. Um, and so to your point, I, I believe that, you know, in, in, for my own story, the quitting smoking, uh, no cigarette was going to be put out once and for all until I wanted it to happen. And I, I never thought it would. It's just, I was so much more keenly interested in hearing what this guide who's, who's coming to me every single day. I I was so much more interested in what he had to say than smoking. So finally, once and for all, there was something that was, that was that offered greater fulfillment to me than smoking. So I jumped that bridge as soon as that happened for me. I do think that it is absolutely vital that in your heart of hearts, you want to do something different. Like I said, maybe you don't, Maybe you're not convinced that sitting in an AA room is what you want, but you do know that you are done drinking or done shooting heroin or done smoking or done eating a pie every three hours, wh- whatever it is. Um, so I, I do believe that it is it is vital to, uh, to honor where you're at in the process.
0: I could imagine that uh, an addiction that's harmful to your body is still easier to quit because that insight that it's harmful will also help you decide you don't want to do it but for instance when you mentioned it earlier also about sex, if you have a sex addiction, I mean as long as you protect yourself, uh, I mean it's not really harmful physically in a sense, so I imagine the people who have that addiction must uh, have a bigger struggle than just the substance abuse.
1: Well, You know, I do want to jump in here with with that. Um, uh, You know, when when you're talking about, see, one thing the Consciousness Papers does is 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 it assumes the assumption is made that you are entirely one hundred percent ready and and enthusiastic about moving to higher levels of understanding. It it is just the basic assumption is made that you are at a place in your life where you genuinely want to rise beyond where you've been so far. So if if you know in your heart of hearts that you have a sex addiction addiction, then you know, to, to go back to that first line I said just be what you want just be what you need just be well you know we can pull that apart and apply that to sex addiction do you really honestly in your heart of hearts want to be trolling around in alleys having sex if if you do and you think that's fun and exciting okay fine but if if you are tired of that if what you really want and really need is something else then just let's start being it somehow. Let's start taking a step toward it somehow. Um, so I think that, you know, when it comes to addictions and un- unhelpful uh, patterns, you have, to, you have to listen to your whole self. And this is another huge thing that the Consciousness Papers is doing. It, it, and I say it in, in, the, in the introduction is everything that's said here? It, it it is it is necessary. It is absolutely 100% necessary for you to listen and process this with everything in your being, not just your fact-thinking mind. Uh, because one of my one of my one of the things that that turned me off in my early uh, Christianity upbringing. Was, you know, people pointing to lines in the Bible saying, yes, but it says here that, well, you know, you can flip the page over about 15 pages and find something that contradicts that if you want, if you're just looking for facts, but you have to listen to your heart and, and, and your heart, you have to listen to a higher aspect of yourself as to what this really means. If you're going to nitpick every little thing that said, every line is going to contradict the next one. So one thing the consciousness papers is slowly doing as you do these day by day by day is assisting in listening to every aspect of yourself and in the process you're discovering aspects of yourself you didn't even know was there but it is absolutely vital that uh every aspect is listened to. So, once again, when we come to addictions and and behaviors that that are clearly not getting us anywhere, um we have to we have to honor um that part of ourselves that is saying, "You know what?" There's something else for us. Let's 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 start finding that. Why don't we?
0: You mentioned that you there was this man when you wanted to stop smoking. There was this man who talked to you. So are you talking about someone you saw in a vision when you were meditating? And how did you also write the consciousness paper? Was it all channeled like that?
1: Yeah. Um, again, you know, early, quite early on in in my meditating in my, uh, you know, my, my practice of meditating every day, uh, quite early on in the nineties, I, you know, I discovered that I could ask a question, you know, I could ask something that was relevant to what was going on for me. Um, and I would receive Visually, I mean, I, I would just receive a visual representation of the answer. Um, I might know right away what it meant. It might take six months for it to finally all come together and go, oh, that's what that meant. But I would, during my, you know, the my pathway of meditation began with visual perception of higher answers. So, uh, as we get into the new millennium, what, 2003, four, around in there, I slowly, um, began seeing, you know, perceiving visually a guide. At first he wasn't looking at me. He was just in the distance and slowly as the days and months went on, um, the the visual perception was getting more interactive until finally in the early uh, weeks of 2006. I mean, he was like right in front of my face in these perceptions, trying to talk to me, trying to say. I mean, his mouth was moving and his hands were flailing. <laughs> we were both, you know, we were both deeply frustrated with this inability for me to hear or under, I couldn't even read his lips. I couldn't, I couldn't understand what he was saying. So it was a visual perception that was getting stronger and stronger and, and just, you know, less, less impossible to ignore. Um, so yeah, uh, I, I, finally put ne- never, you know, you would think, you know, I, I, my thinking back in those days was that well why didn't you just hold up a cigarette and put it out? Why didn't you do that like two years ago we We could have already been <laughs> we could already been where we needed to be well it it doesn't work that way um you know it, it, the the guidance the higher guidance is not gonna tell you what you have gotta do um it, it is there for you when you are ready to open to it. So uh, th- this is why I had to put the puzzle pieces together. And, you know, th- this again, this is one of those things when when it finally when my mind finally opened that that door that I closed that said, we're never quitting smoking. When I finally cracked that door open, everything came rushing in and I could see clearly and knew with every fiber in my being, this is the thing, this, I, there's no questions to ask anymore. This is the thing that, that I am, that's holding me back and I want to walk away from it now. So, you know, it, it, it doesn't have, the miracle happens when it happens, you know, the miracle happens when every little thing happens is finally in place and when, when we are ready for it to be. So that's the way that worked. And, and uh, it, like I said, I don't think it was even three weeks till I began, I was walking, I was walking to the gym uh, early in the morning and I, I was, I was getting, I was getting sentences in my head that were not from I wasn't thinking them. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I these were not thoughts that I was putting together, uh, and it, it was a voice that I, you know, it it, it, it was odd. And um, so anyway, I finally, I, when I went home from the gym, I typed out what was being said which was just gibberish sentences really just to get my attention and that that rapidly morphed into um, uh, you know what came pouring forth that's in the consciousness papers it, within within a, a couple of days we were often running to these dissertations of higher truth and i didn't know um, uh, it was, it was just over my head. I, I did not know. I, I, he, w- words were used that I wasn't sure were words and it scared me. I was like, you're making this up. You know, when, when words would come through that, I'm like, that's, that's not, uh, uh, it would scare me. I would go to Google and, and, and check to see if it was a word and damn it, it was, it just wasn't in my vocabulary somehow. Um, so, you know, time and again, uh, everything was proving to be valid. It's just, um, it, it was, it was echelons beyond where I was at in my life at the time. And so, like I've said many, many times, um, it took 10 years of 10 plus years of living what I got down. I mean, I kept coming to it again and again, cause I knew it was something I had to get, I, I had to, get clear on. Uh, I, you know, I had to apply in my life. And uh, so, you know, I, I came back after the fact and began applying it and it, it took some painful, um, arduous experiences for me to do that. But, uh, hopefully, um, uh, you know, the way it's presented now, it doesn't have to be so hard for everyone else.
0: So did you have these encounters mainly when you were sitting down, concentrating, meditating, or did this person appear was it in your mind or in front of you
1: Uh, the way okay the way this worked was um, if if he had something if he had something to say um, I would see he 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 was a cowboy Um, and the, the reason you know it was it was stated pretty quickly The reason I'm coming to you as a cowboy is because it's it's so easy to recognize that hat. So just he didn't he started off with with a a crazy southern accent. That's why I didn't I was like, where's his voice coming from? He started with a crazy like country bumpkin accent uh, that rapidly fell away. Um, But um, it, it was it was stated to me pretty quick that the reason I'm in this cowboy persona is so that you you can easily recognize this, this cowboy hat silhouette. So that's what, you know, when, I, if, when there was something that he was ready to tell me, or it, probably more realistically, I was ready to <laughs> receive it, um, I would see that silhouette in my third eye area, Uh, that cowboy hat thing. I would just see a silhouette. Uh, You know, the third eye was basically a cowboy silhouette. Um, And I would need to sit down and come into the moment and it would begin coming. So, um, and, you know, one thing I want to interject here is that, you know, this was all, this was all just more, it, it, it just, it just seemed like I was writing fairy tales you know, everything just seemed so idealistic and it was nothing. My life had no reflection (laughs) that I could see at the time of, of these things that I was taking down. And it just got to be, and no one would talk to me about it. I lost my best friend. Everyone thought I was insane. So, um, it got to a point where I said, you know what? I just, I don't think this is helping me. I don't think this is this is adding to my happiness. So can you please go away? Boom, gone. I mean, boom, gone. If I even wanted to try to connect or take something down, uh-uh, gone. Uh, and it was not until I made the the concerted, uh, soul felt request. Okay. I can see clearly that my life is actually miserable without you, without this activity going on, without whatever this is. So would you please come back? And boom, there he was. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, basically, uh, it, it was, it was outlined also, it was outlined pretty quick that, you know, this, this would not go on indefinitely like this. Uh, there was a a large amount of uh, information to cover and and once it did um you know school would be out basically so it did within two years this uh dissipated uh so anyway that's the way that panned out
0: how do you look at it as a guardian angel your higher self what some people call your inner witness uh or god or what do you think it was?
1: Yes, all of those things. You know, it's it's all it's all about for for us in bodies and brains. It's all about it, it's all about words, <laughs> terms. Um, but but what I you know the words that I use, the concept that I that I have come to understand that it is. That was, and I think it was. I think it was probably even stated in in the material. Um, that was my future self, you know, this is who this, this talking is what I am becoming. And, and this is why, this is why it's called the consciousness papers. Um, we are, you know, the, these, these ideas, the way, the way they're written, which is like strange it's it's written in i say this in the int- introduction it's written in the in the vernacular of the higher mind so it's sort of like it doesn't the words aren't laid out the way your brain wants it to be but it's it's designed that way it was designed that way beyond m- anything my brain did cuz it pained me to i thought oh this is just it sounds so weird but whatever um, but anyway, it it uh, what I came, what I have come to understand, is that you know it was the levels of consciousness that are me that I wasn't conscious of, <laughs> and I have you know through applying the material that I received, I have become aware of these these higher aspects of myself. So, you know, to use a term that is not unfamiliar to people it was essentially my future self talking um so um you know i thought at the time it was you know it was a christ like figure a a you know a holy of holies uh but um i i look at it more now as it was layers uh, of myself beyond what I was aware of at the time.
0: Did you ever worry in the beginning that it was some sort of schizophrenia? And do you think that people who have been committed for schizophrenia, that maybe they have been misunderstood and they got completely the wrong suggestion for dealing with that symptom? Because I know in shamanic cultures schizophrenia is not viewed as is viewed as a good thing, not a bad thing.
1: I didn't know that. Um, well, having having lived with a schizophrenic person, um, he, well, here's the difference. Let, let's just say, let's. I see. I I, I I never thought that of myself. Never because because I I instantly you know I. I instantly recognized that, you know, here's my conscious brain that can put thoughts together and talk to you in a way that you understand. And here is this thing that, you know, this, this, you know, here is this conversation that I can tap into if I want to, or I can Walk away from it if I want to. So I never thought that I never felt insane. But what I want to mention is that my very best friend was at the time, wh- I mean, long time, freaking long time friend, was going through a similar process. And hers was even more, I mean, what she was receiving was even more dramatic. I mean, like, more dramatically pertinent to the present time. Uh, it was undeniable, <laughs> and it was driving her crazy. I mean, she wouldn't even talk; to, she would not talk to me about her experiences. She certainly would not talk to me about mine, and it basically drove us apart. Because I felt that this was something that that was important for me to take down, not only for me personally, but to bring forward, like I'm doing now, um, and living in the middle of Hollywood. Uh, where I see schizophrenic people uh, on the streets yelling, I recognize I recognize in these people that there is some voice beyond beyond their cognitive mind that's that's leading them to say these things. But what I always witness, or ninety nine point nine percent of the time, what I witness from them is is a- anger and 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 darkness and and uh, condemnation being yelled. <laughs> I don't see you know I don't see um, a an inspiring, illuminated, uh, you know. Uh, consciousness being, being spoken from them. It's, it's quite to the contrary. So that was never my experience. And one little thing I want to add before we get completely off this topic, I have recognized if anyone is familiar with the Alaskan Bush people, it's, it's the Discovery Channel show. If anyone is familiar with the Alaskan Bush people, I have noticed, I've recognized in each of those kids, The 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 channeling thing going on, they're talking, they're talk. they're actually their sentences are actually making a lot of sense, but they're not connected to it. I've recognized in, in each – just about there, – there's a couple of kids that don't do it, but, uh, but I've recognized that they are tapped into this place that is beyond the cognitive mind. They're, they're yammering on about things that they are really not physically connected to. Uh, I recognize that in them. So I don't know what you call that. They're not, you know, they're talking logical sense, but I can tell they're not, they're not physically connected to what they're saying. (laughs) Uh, So I do recognize that uh, in some other people. Uh, I don't know what, what you do with that. Other than there was another discovery show years ago that I saw, um, that, that compared, channeling and you know uh receiving information from beyond the thinking brain uh it compared it to um the entire show was about comparing that to playing instruments musical instruments by ear which i did as a kid uh, it, it it all comes from the same place it, it, it there there's a there's there's a center of receptivity um, that that uh, That brings this forward somehow. That's all I know to tell you. Uh, I I, I don't know the scientific um, exact reasons behind it.
0: So the book, The Consciousness Papers, it's not supposed to be read, as I understand, like from cover to cover, like you would a normal book. So it's like a page a day or can you explain a bit about that?
1: Yeah, it's it's laid out a section, uh, a section per day. So, you know, it, it, it's full title is the consciousness papers, 90 days of considerations. Um, and so there are 90 sections that are to be read a, a day at a time, twice a day in a in a truly meditative way. Um, you know, you, it, the, the sections are not long by any means. There's only, there's only a handful of sections that, that go into three or four pages, but most of them are like two pages or a page and a half even. And they, the, you know, you, you see rapidly, you see rapidly upon reading that this is, you know, th- this is a. A circular—I don't know—for lack of a better way of saying it—you know—it's—it's—it's it's a circular language that is doing something. <laughs> uh, you know, you can sit there. This—this this is the idea. You—you you do need to sit there and contemplate, contemplate each sentence as being said. I say in the introduction that you—you you cannot what the skimming that people you know speed reading and skimming through this. Don't even bother. Don't even frustrate yourself with this. If that's what, uh, if that's how you like to read, this needs to be meditatively digested, a sentence at a time. You know, really, really giving your your entire self uh, the opportunity to. Uh, to feel and consider what's being said here and then close the book and go on with your day and then do it again at night. Um, and it slowly, uh, this, this opens up, uh, you know, this opens your awareness to, to the levels uh, of you that, um, that you hadn't been aware of to this point. And, and it, it leads to things being done more efficiently, more effectively, more, durably um that's certainly been my experience
0: so where can people uh, get this book and do you have a website
1: yeah if you can remember na- the name of the book you can remember the name of the website it is theconsciousnesspapers.com, and uh you can get the actual daily reader the consciousness papers book there as well as the Select Wisdom book that, that has key ideas one page at a time, um, you know, that's more of a thought for the day sort of book. Uh, that it's, it's, a, it's a format that, that I really respond to. So um, if thought for the day things uh, work for you, also check out Select Wisdom there. And I'm currently recording and will be uh, for the first three months of 2018 um, daily Daily readings from each section and giving some reflection as to how it has applied uh, In my life, it, you know in, in an effort to make it more deeply meaningful and helpful for you So there's a lot going on at the consciousnesspapers.com.
0: Thanks a lot for taking the time to be on the podcast.
1: I really appreciate you having me and uh, I like uh, what we've discussed here today
0: Do you want to support this podcast?
2: Yeah
0: Go to patreon.com forward slash alchemist. If you become a patron, you'll be able to hear these episodes before everyone else, as well as access exclusive content. Join us at the Roundtable of the Divine Mystery. Now let's uh, lean back and relax and listen to a song called Be the Change from the album Light Tide by artist Rev. Alan Morgan. To hear more of this artist go to solarministry.co.uk All the links will be in the program notes on NashableAlchemist.com as usual. Next Sunday we are going to tackle simulation theory. Freedom is in the mind.
2: Take my land or take my hand. Cut my trees or make a stand. Live by lies or understand. Enslave or free. Crucify or sanctify. Decry or testify. Enrage or pacify. Follow or lead Be the change Be the change my sacrament but you can't put out this light you can't legislate my freedom yet this light shines ever ever bright ever bright ever bright so Take the sword or take the pen Build the wall or knock it down Drive away or welcome home Impede or aid Stagnate or cultivate Obfuscate or illuminate Confuse or elucidate Seal or reveal, be the change. Be the change. You may keep me from my sacrament, but you can't put out this light. You can legislate my freedom. Yet this light shines ever bright, ever bright. To lies, condemn or praise, demonize or beauty. Legislate my freedom, yet this light shines ever bright. Scream with rage or sing in praise, punish or relieve. Be resentful or be kind, head of stone or heart of light. Bitterness or honey sweet, blame or absolve, be the change.